From the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to our first Thursday episode of the new year. We've got a packed show this morning, so I'm not going to waste your time with a lot of fluff uh, this morning. Uh, please make sure to subscribe. You can find all of our episodes for all of our podcasts, by the way, in one easy place on our website, cyberhoppodcast.com. You can also find it on YouTube or your favorite podcast listening platform. Please make sure to go and check that out. Good morning to Avishai, Anthony, Chris, Tom. Good morning to you as well. Corinne, Paul, let's go get some coffee, buddy. And yes, we're about, Avishai, we're about to talk about Circle CI here in just a moment. But before we do that, we must, we must fuel this morning's show because it has a lot going on and some of it extremely questionable way of doing stuff like 2023 you should know better no excuses coffee cup cheers y'all slack decided to disclose on december 31st something about that date right no one's working it's a saturday new year's eve who's paying attention to the cycle well apparently someone is because they've disclosed that someone has been able to get and steal some of their private source code repositories. Now, their claim is that impact is limited. Now, Slack said they learned about the suspicious activities on December 29th. It just wanted to inform their customers about the incident as soon as possible. The investigation showed that attackers downloaded private code repositories on December 27th. The attackers apparently gained access to the company's externally hosted GitHub repository, using stolen employee tokens. The company said a limited number of employees were actually impacted by this. The compromised repositories didn't contain, any, didn't contain any customer data or information that could be used to access customer data. They also didn't contain Slack's primary code base, according to the company. Their findings show that the threat actor didn't access other areas of Slack's environment, including the production environment, and they didn't access other Slack resources or customer data. So here's the deal. Um, good morning, Reggie. Good morning, Brent. Thank you all for being here as well. Here's the deal for, for uh, those of you who've been part of an incident. What can you know in four days? If you discovered something, if something happened on the 27th, you found out on the 29th, you disclosed it on the 31st, and you put these statements in play, have did Slack missed the last pass playbook? I, I, I'm not really sure how much of this I actually take in. I've got some real serious concerns regarding the motives of how this was reported and the date in which it was reported. Um, and, and Slack's got to be able to do better there. If you are a Slack user, I would, I would probably want to demand more answers. And I think many of us are on Slack. So that's definitely something we deserve to get more information about. Circle CI is warning of a security breach and they're asking all of their customers to rotate their secrets as a precaution. The CI CD platform that has over 1 million engineers that rely on their service for speed and reliability. Circle CI is currently investigating security incident and an email notification received to uh, Circle CI customers. They said that they wanted uh, to make everyone aware. And, and uh, by the way, I'm reading their um their email here so we wanted to uh, make you aware that we're currently investigating a security incident and then the, our investigation is ongoing we will provide updates about this incident and our response as they become available at this point we are confident that there are no unauthorized actors active in our system 
However, out of an abundance of caution, we want to make sure that all of our customers take certain preventative measures to protect your data. And that is one, rotate any and all secrets stored in Circle CI. That is a tall order, gentlemen, a tall, tall order. We also recommend customers reviewing internal logs of their systems for any unauthorized access starting from December 21st through January 4th or upon completion of your secret rotation. So let's kind of have this. Uh, so, so let's have this discussion here real quick. Um, one, thank you for, for putting this out there, Circle CI. It's good to get ahead of it. Good warning. Don't expect you to give us a lot of information, especially if it's only been a few weeks. Rotating secrets, for those who don't know, is a tall order. It's a very tall order because a lot of times secrets are shared across multiple parties. So now you've got to update your multiple parties and you've got to update your secrets and your keys across multiple parties. Um, this is a very, very tall order and it just goes to show how the threat has changed. And, and, and I said this in the 2022 uh, wrap-up podcast that I did on Friday of last week. If you haven't watched it or listened to it, please go back and, and check it out. I said 2022 was about moving away from endpoint to identity to developers, to engineers. And the first two stories of the year where we're really looking at them with, um, with, with, more, with, more, with more scrutiny is, is Slack source code and now Circle CI. So keep those in mind. If anybody ever wondered why Mudge became a Twitter whistleblower, if you're not following Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss on Twitter and you're not looking at the Twitter files, that's one thing. But the amount of just irresponsibility by Twitter, the previous Twitter management, is mind-boggling. Um, 235 million unique records of Twitter users are now just available for free. Go get them. Get them as you want. Not a lot of information in there, by the way. It's just email address when you started the account, how many followers you've got, um, uh, so some PII button, but nothing crazy. This is on the heels of what we talked about last week, 400 million Twitter users were also uh, up for sale. So, um, man, um, this, you know, no wonder Mudge was like a whistleblower. I mean, this is the position sisters have been put in, right? If you look at Joe Sullivan at Uber and what he's dealt with, um, Avishai, who's, who's actually tuning in this morning, wrote a wonderful thing in dark reading and Avishai, um, I did put it on the show notes for Monday, um, but if you want to share it now, you can. Um, it's, it's something that you had on dark reading, talking about the responsibility of the CISOs and how the game has changed for a lot of them. This is it, gentlemen. This is it. Moving on, we'll go to Zoho urging admins to patch a critical manage engine bug immediately. This new one is CVE 2022-47523 is a SQL injection vulnerability. And it targets the Password Manager Pro Secure Vault, their PAM360 software, and their Access Manager plus Privilege Session Management Solution. Let's talk about stealing your tokens. A successful exploitation provides attackers with unauthenticated access to the backend database and allows them to execute customer queries to access the database table entries. 
that SQL injection vulnerability is in the internal framework that would grant all users unauthenticated access to the backend database. The company added that given the severity of this vulnerabilities, customers are strongly advised to upgrade to the latest build of PAM360 Password Manager Pro and Access Manager Plus immediately. Zeho said they fixed it last month by escaping special characters and adding proper validation. To upgrade, you need to download the latest upgrade pack for your product and then deploy it um, based on their instructions. So if you are a Zoho user, go ahead and get that done. Um, Rackspace is confirming that Play Ransomware was behind their Microsoft Exchange environment cyber attack last month that took down their Exchange server and made them migrate a whole slew of individuals to Microsoft 365. This follows a report last month by CrowdStrike, which detailed how the new exploit is being used by ransomware groups to compromise exchange servers and gain access to the victims' networks. I'm not even going to try to say the exploit's name because really I'm just, I'm done with it, right? I've, I've complained about names for four years. I've complained about too many names, too many monikers, too much, like, stop it. Anyways, the, the 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 exploit itself is a proxy not shell URL rewrite mitigation that Microsoft gave uh, to many people. That's how they kind of mitigated it. Well, now there's an exploit around that. So you do want to get those upgrades done. We talked about proxy not shell earlier this week. Uh, this remains top of mind. And we'll end this morning's episode with China making a Chinese claim. <laughs> and what does that mean? The Chinese researchers in China claim to have been bro broken the RSA with a quantum computer, the RSA encryption, that is. Um, there's a lot of skepti skeptical people around them breaking the uh, RSA um, encryption. They broke the 2048-bit RSA um, encryption, but we'll, we'll get to, there's a whole slew of other pieces of encryption that go around with it, especially if you're using TLS, um, and so forth. Um, but, but this is a breakthrough in a way. Um, they've put uh, the Chinese research paper titled Factoring uh, Integers with Sublinear Resources on Superconducting Quantum Processors, features that they uh, can now be practically achieved. They argue that they can break the 2048-bit algorithm using a 372-qubit quantum computer. There were some caveat, caveats to their test. They only had access to a 10-qubit device to practice on and were unable to demonstrate their hypothesis on anything larger than 48 bits. So there's some questioning over the techniques of China trying to do this or if this is just a piece of propaganda by China. This does go to you know the White House signing and requiring all the federal government to get to a quantum uh, uh, proof encryption algorithms sooner rather than later. Uh, the paper itself hasn't been reviewed by any peers. Uh, the discussion about the paper on Google Group challenges whether the paper claims that its methods for factoring the 2048-bit integers is actually any faster than classical methods. Both that discussion and analysis by cryptography expert Bruce Shanner warns that researchers' algorithm relies on a controversial paper by German mathematician Peter Schnorr, which while proving an ability to factorize numbers on the scale of the 10-qubit computer used by the researchers, falls apart at larger sizes. Again, this goes to why these, these things are important. But nonetheless, um, just the claim itself is a good talking point across the business to ask the business, where are we 
um, and, and the kind of support and budget you need to get to a quantum proof uh, encryption within your own organization. Folks, that's it for our show this morning. You can check out all the links in the show notes. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, hey, Roger, thanks for being here. Reggie, uh, absolutely right. Um, and so, um, Vishai, yeah, uh, if you haven't enabled your password reset protection, you're, we're not in, in the, the breach, but a whole slew of other things. Thank you all for all your comments. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back on Monday with a whole lot more. Until then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.